Welcome to the Pop Culture Club Podcast. Now let's begin. Chris Lockhart coming to you from the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. Uh, I'm your host this evening, and I am joined by one of my co-hosts in crime, Mr. Kevin Decent. How's it going, Kevin? It is going all right, Chris. Um, it's cold. It's cold where I am, so I gotta imagine it's cold for you too. Um, actually, no. It's. It, I mean, it's it's getting colder. Um. But I'm still wearing shorts. Like, um, really? Yeah, I think, like, you know, I, like I'm in Canada and Kevin's in the U.S. For the you know listeners that don't know, um, but where I am in Alberta, uh, Central Alberta, uh, we're we're catching like a warm front coming in from the state, from the like west coast of the states, um, and I want to say like today. Well, uh, looking at my computer, it's saying right now it's 14 degrees Celsius. Um, and I, and I imagine it probably got up to about 20 today. I mean, it cools off, it cools off in the evening. Uh, but, uh, I'm, from what I understand that is changing. Um, we possibly are getting snow this weekend last, I'm going to look right now, but, um, how cold is it where you're at? Um, here, let me, let me do the conversion here. Yeah, so, like, this weekend, now, now they're not calling for snow, but it's, like, a high of six on Sunday and a low of minus three, so. Okay, so you said you were 14 Celsius, which is 57 degrees Fahrenheit. Yep. All right, so, in comparison, today was... All right, today was 47 Fahrenheit for me, which is 8 degrees Celsius. Yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely chillier. Um, <laughs> but, like, I like for even, like, where I am, like, that would be pretty good for, like, the getting towards the end of October. Because we're, we're already, um, you know, almost three weeks into October, so... Oh yeah, it's it's definitely good for the time of year. It's yeah. just um you know, it, it limits uh stuff you want to do outside. Um we have a group that usually uh takes a walk during our during lunchtime at work. Okay, yeah. Uh no one wanted to go outside today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well well speaking of walking, I, that's actually something that I started back up today. Because um, during the like the, the fall and winter months I go to our local arena because there's a walking track that circles the arena. And uh, I've been going there for, I guess this is 12 years now, like since 2010. Or, yeah, 2010. Um, you know, and, and I usually, uh, on my days off, try to try to walk. Um, you know, try and get in, like, I don't know, anywhere from 3 to 5 kilometers at least. Um walking distance uh so i started that back up again because uh i had meant to to start it up earlier usually i start in september going back um but this year like i don't know my week's off been crazy i've either been sick or busy um but it was it was good to get back i like to go uh you know i walk for just about an hour ish depending on how i'm feeling 
and um you know i listen to podcasts and audiobooks and that sort of thing and if i'm if i'm kind of being you know feeling like sluggish i'll put like music on like to get me going um but yeah and what's nice about it being at the arena you could you know it doesn't matter how cold it is outside you can go there and you're indoors and out of the elements so yeah it's yeah, pretty good we yeah we don't have an indoor one at least not one that i'm aware of it's possible there's one but it's you know enclosed like it's only for students only or something like that mm-hmm. but we have a uh, historical military fort uh, about a mile away okay and once once around that is a kilometer and i know it's a kilometer not a mile because Pokemon Go keeps track of your distance in kilometers. Ah. <laughs> so one one lap around it is one kilometer, so I'll usually plan it out th- that way. Yeah, like at the walking track, the way th- that they've done the math is five laps equals one kilometer. Um, so I'll do... I try and shoot for at least a minimum of 15 uh, laps. I try and go for 25. Uh, today I did 20, which I, actually kind of surprised me because, like I said, it's been a while since I've actually went. Normally I'd walk outside during the summer, and and this summer I did do a little bit of walking, but nothing crazy. Um, but I just saw in the news uh, this evening um, in Edmonton, there was a lady, she was walking her dog, and a coyote came and actually like tried taking her dog for, away. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, it actually came up grabbed the dog in its its jaw and was like trying to run with it but the lady had her dog on a leash and was able to pull it free and and like you know scream at the coyote to go away um but they think what's going on is this coyote is being fed by people uh in the area so now it's like getting comfortable being around people um because i know around here it's really dry and I guess the berries aren't doing as good. So, like, a lot of, like, bears and wild animals are venturing closer to to towns now for for food than they would normally. So, yeah, it's... It was a a hot, dry uh, summer, for sure, uh, in this neck of the woods. And actually, I think where Lillian lives... Like, they're experiencing, like, a record-breaking drought right now. Oh. Yeah, it's it's not good because, like, you know, there's a lot of orchards and stuff there that are dependent on this water, and it's just not happening. And I know the other day um, when we were driving into the city, like, I could see, like, smoke in the distance, like, like, like this haze, and apparently it was from, it's from forest fires from B.C., um... So yeah, it's 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 not been good, you know. I mean, I, I I'm liking the warmer weather. Don't get me wrong, but you know, global warming it's it, it's a thing. It you know, it's happening. Um, yeah, and it. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say because um, I've definitely noticed our winters are changing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the same. It, it, it's different. I'm not saying it's like colder, warmer, whatever, but just it's different than how it was when I was a kid. Oh yeah. And you could always almost predict, you know, what's coming when and how long it's going to be and how many cold days and stuff like that. Yeah. All that changed. And, uh, the crazy thing right now is in the spring, I, I honestly hate it, but in the spring, when you get that mix of the colder weather, the cold air and the warm air, mm-hmm. you know, it's mostly cold, but all of a sudden you get, you know, a, a jet stream of warm air from somewhere. Yep. It causes the worst windstorms. Oh, yeah. And you'll just be sitting inside and feel the whole house shake from it. Yeah. And I'm like, this is every year now, and it did not used to happen at all. Yep. And it's constant for, you know, a few weeks in the spring as the air changes. I'm like, that that's something, tan- you know, well, tangible, as tangible as wind can be. But, you know, something I can point to as this is a climate change difference just in my lifetime mm-hmm. yeah absolutely um but speaking of 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 lillian uh unfortunately lillian and ragnar will not be joining us this week uh for this episode and for geek fallout 
because uh, we're recording them the same night. Because um, Lillian has a convention she's organizing, and it's this weekend. I, I've, I, I can't remember the name of the convention, um, but it's in BC. And, uh, yeah, she's super busy right now. And Ragnar, I know, is doing a lot of markets uh, leading up to Christmas. Um, so he was busy this week. So unfortunately it's just Kevin and I, uh, this week, uh, our other co-hosts aren't going to be with us, but we wanted to record because last we, you know, it's been a few weeks since we've done an episode because the last time I was also scheduling conflicts. Plus I was sick. I ended up getting like this, this, uh, stomach bug that was not pleasant, but thankfully it went, and it was also Thanksgiving weekend here in Canada. So thankfully, it it uh, went away by turkey time. I was I was so grateful for that, <laughs> um, because uh, yeah, in in Canada we have our Thanksgiving uh, the second weekend, second month or no, second weekend in October. Um, it's usually the Monday, um, but you know, like our family, we we have our Thanksgiving dinner on Sunday. Um, and the reason being is, you know, Canada typically the harvest is brought in around this time. So, uh, you know, like the states, but the states gets a later harvest. So that's why theirs is at the end of November. You know, it's, you know, same reason why the Canadian Football League starts like a month and a half before the National Football League. Because um by the time our our football season ends, people are or the teams are already playing in snow, so they need to pack it in. Um, well, you know, but again, with climate change, that's kind of changing too. So, you know, now, now, when is Charlie Brown Thanksgiving played in Canada? Is it played in October? Or is it played in November? Um. <laughs> well, I it could be played in October, but I don't think it is. I, I I don't remember seeing it on TV. Um, like, as a kid, I don't remember the Thanksgiving episode at all. Like, it, you know, the Christmas one for sure. You know, that's like one of my favorite Christmas specials, but uh, the Thanksgiving one, I didn't, I didn't see it until years later. But uh, it was definitely on, like, the American stations during, you know, American Thanksgiving, so. Yeah. It's, it's not that good. <clears throat> And uh, the Garfield Thanksgiving is actually the better one. Oh, okay. I don't think I've seen that one either. I'll have to have to check them out. Um, all right. Well, speaking of holidays, uh, th- this episode is dedicated to some scary stuff because Halloween is coming up. Um, so we wanted to give our top five um scary recommendations to our listeners uh with halloween at the end of the month we're going to give our top five uh scary recommendations to get into the halloween holiday spirit they could be movies or tv shows to watch books or comics to read where to purchase our halloween costumes and decorations etc um so these are our our top five scary recommendations so kevin why don't you kick it off and give us your number five on your list or it uh, like it doesn't have to be in any particular order but i think it is very important for setting the mood that you absolutely need to have some sort of decoration in your house Mm -hmm. you don't have you don't necessarily have to do outside you know you're worried about neighbors if you have a homeowners association if you don't want people trashing it you know whatever but I actually finally decorated like two or three days ago, and I felt so much better and so much more in the mood for it. Um, and I I think like one of the joys of seasonal decorating is pulling that thing out that has been storage for a year and mm-hmm. going, oh my god, I I forgot about this. Or as you get older, or you know, depending on what you get from family or inherited. Um, you pull out stuff and it hasn't been out for a couple of years. So you kind of rotate it. Okay. Um, yeah. My mom has so many decorations over the years that she will rotate stuff like, Oh, this decoration hasn't been out for a couple of years. You know, we should probably bring it out this, 
this year. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those, uh, you know, I'll end up with at some point, you know, myself and my brother to split up. And there's stuff that I have asked her, is this still around? Is that still around? And like decorations, I remember when I was a like, little kid. And unfortunately, some of them are gone. And it, oh, I, I would, I don't want to buy a new one. I don't want to buy a reproduction. But if I could have the original one, I, I would get it in a second. <clears throat> but like, I remember this cardboard skeleton with um, those little like connector tack things. So oh, yeah, the yeah, so the arms could move and the mm-hmm. legs could move and all. And this thing was probably like four feet high, so it would go on you know a door or a wall or something. Yeah. I it was so spooky and creepy looking when I was a kid, but I would love having that right now. Um there was a like a, a witch one with a black cat or a black cat with a pumpkin, but the cats were flocked, so they were kind of fuzzy on on the cardboard decor there. And she she thinks she got rid of them years ago. Yeah, you know, which I mean probably it was a cardboard thing. You take it in now every year and tape you know, just hang it up with tape. Mm-hmm. It's going to get banged up. Um, I pulled out my collection. Uh, there's a blogger. I, I can't remember if you've read him or not, but uh, it, it he pops up in our circles. There's a blogger called Dinosaur Dracula. Okay, yeah. And a couple of years ago, Target <clears throat> had a dinosaur plushie in a Dracula costume. Huh. And he went, he went nuts and posted it. I couldn't find one around here. One of my other blogging friends, uh, I believe it was Ed Dexter, who runs A-E-I-O-U and sometimes Y, W-H-Y blog. Mm-hmm. But he found one and sent it to me. And then the next year they did like a dinosaur Frankenstein. And I never saw any more, but like I have those. I pull them out every year and I get excited about it. Yeah, I have a little like Frankenstein thing that it just, it's, small it has this goofy looking face on him and all and for some reason it reminded me of my kid when he was like two years old (laughs) so i had to get that and last year target had um they weren't jack-o'-lanterns but they did these plastic like fruits and vegetables carved up as jack-o'-lanterns but they did like watermelons and pears and strawberries and just like you know ridiculous ones but yeah. they were so much fun to have. And that's like, it made me excited just to have this stupid, goofy stuff out again. Awesome. Yeah, there, de- there's nothing better than, uh, like, when you're a kid going up to a decorated house. Or, or when you, when you go into, like, uh, you know, the, you know, you know, whatever the, living room or porch or whatever if it's if it's done up um you know when they give you your treats that's that's pretty cool um all right so um mine are in no particular order uh so i will go with um the x-files monster episodes um so yeah like a lot of people, when, when you hear the X-Files, you think of the, you know, the conspiracy aliens, cigarette smoking man, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, the X-Files actually did some really good, what they would call monster episodes, which, you know, it's not, you know, it would focus on something else besides, you know, the aliens and government conspiracy. Uh, one of my favorites, oh, I can't remember the name of the episode, but it's from season two. Um where this these teachers form this uh like witch coven and 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 they do all these like spells and stuff and then uh kids start dying um in this community and so uh, Mulder and Scully go to investigate and they think that they've like actually summoned like the devil to this this town um it was awesome. I, it, probably one of my favorite episodes of the X-Files. Um, I, I just remember the 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 guy who played... Um, oh, crap. What's it? He was on Frasier. He was... Uh, I think he was called Bulldog on Frasier. Oh, yep. 
he he was um the principal i think in that episode um and then uh the one lady that uh turns out to be the devil uh she's uh went on to she was she was in the blacklist uh she was the the lady that uh you know does everything for for red there um i can't remember her name but yeah it's such a great episode um then also in season two there was the a monster episode where there's like the slug fluke humanoid monster oh my god i forgot about that yeah yeah that they figured uh, actually came from chernobyl um you know some some a human that got basically turned into like this uh fluke monster um which is which is scary because there are that you know like some of the the operators at Chernobyl, they never did find some of their bodies, right? So, um, you know, it just played into that that fear that you know like this nuclear uh, meltdown would create these monsters. Um, but yeah, there there there's a whole bunch of you know using air quotes monster episodes. Um, that the X-Files does. So, you know, if, if you want to stream, uh, some good scary stuff, um, yeah, just check out the, the, the X-Files monster episodes. Um, and speaking of that, uh, today I was actually at, uh, a, a, a chain store. It's called Red Apple. I don't know. I don't know if you guys have them in the States. Um, they're like, uh, a watered down version of a Walmart. Okay. You know, a cross between a dollar store and a Walmart is, is what this store is. So anyway, every once in a while they bring in like DVDs and, and Blu-rays and, and books and stuff um, that they sell on the cheap. And today I found the complete uh, series of Cold Jack the Night Stalker. Um, really? Yeah, so this is, you know, like the, uh, Chris Carter, the creator of the X-Files, has said this was the inspiration for him to create the X-Files. He loved this show. Uh, and I didn't realize that they only there was only 20 episodes of it, and it only ran from uh, the 1974 to 75 TV um, uh, season. So I didn't realize that. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so like the dad who uh, from uh, Christmas Story, um, uh, Darren McGavin, he plays Carl Coljack, and yeah, some of the guest stars include Dick Van Patten, Jamie Farr, Larry Linville um, from uh, Jamie Farr and Larry Linville from Mash. Yeah, so I bought this and I'm going to be watching it, maybe Halloween weekend, um, because. Uh, yeah, just to kind of get into the the holiday spirit. Unfortunately, I got to work Halloween, so I'm not going to be able to enjoy. You know, my my favorite part of Halloween now as an adult is you know watching the little kids come and and you know trick or treat at my door. Um, so unfortunately, the last few years I've had to work uh, that weekend, so I haven't been able to enjoy that part of it. But next year I'll be able to. So anyway. In the meantime, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out Cold Jack the Night Stalker because I've never actually watched it before. All right, Kev, number four on your list, sir. All right, so I am talking about getting in the mood for it and all. Um, you know, I mean, Christmas music has always been big my whole life, <clears throat> mm-hmm. but I feel like it's only been in in recent years that people are really doing Halloween music. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is, you know, the Halloween stores. We have uh, Spirit Halloween pops up, mm-hmm. you know, every empty storefront this time of year. Um, but the music they'll play in there or, you know, you'll hear stuff a little bit um, darker, spookier, or whatever on the radio sometimes. And then I actually, uh, I ran the Halloween store many years ago and we had a uh, batch of cds that was just like here's music to be played in the store mm-hmm. and when we closed when we closed up they said throw them out I'm like i'm not throwing them out like this was fun so it, i kept them nice and, and i'll just play it during the year but there's stuff like 
you know, your, your movie theme song stuff and scores. So, you know, Halloween's a good, probably an excellent one on there. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, Psycho and Jaws and, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street and, you know, all sorts of scores on there. But then there'll be stuff like Black Sabbath and Alice Cooper and for, you know, recent one like Ghost is on there and, Mm -hmm. uh, Rob, Rob Zombie's a great one to have there. Oh, and then speaking of Rob Zombie, like, you know, the Munsters theme on there as well. Yep. Um, and, you know, you can go all the way back and have, like, Monster Mash, uh, Werewolves of London. You know, that you can do a theme one real easily. And I've had a couple either hosted or been at a couple of Halloween parties over the years. And that's great music to just put on for background while everyone's just hanging out and mingling mm -hmm. and drinking and whatever. But, I mean, honestly, the only other holiday other than Christmas that you could do a whole night's worth of music like that and, and discover new stuff every year or, you know, play it while you're, you know, carving pumpkins or something like that. Um, or I, I've seen in recent years, too, you talk about, you know, uh, trick-or-treating and, and people's, you know, the outsides of their homes all done up. Mm -hmm. I've seen people put like speakers outside and play creepy music and stuff like that as you're walking up. Yep. And it, it really sets the scene. It makes it so much fun. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, up, up, up here, we also have spirit of Halloween, but I noticed this year because, um, you know, I was taking my daughter, uh, to, you know, these different outlets to, to buy her costume and uh, there was the spirit of Halloween. Now there's like something called the soul of Halloween. Um, really? And there was another one. Um, but they're all cashing in on the spirit of Halloween, you know, experience. Um, but yeah, we went to the soul of Halloween and actually that's where she got her costume and she got it very reasonably priced. I think they sell like spirit of you know, Spirit of Halloween stuff that didn't sell the year previously. So, like, they're they're, they're like a discounter version of Spirit yeah. of Halloween. But uh, yeah, I had I had a fun time going to those those stores. We did that I want two or three weeks ago. Um, it was a lot of fun. I had to stop myself because there was some there was some stuff I wanted to buy for myself, and I was like, no. <laughs> you got enough crap already. Because um, there was, uh, like, this w uh, wizard staff. It had, like, a dragon eye in it. I was like, this is so awesome. This is cool. And I'm like, what are you going to do with that? You know, I had to have this conversation with myself, right? Because the thing was, like, 60 bucks, but it, it looked really cool. And I'm like, well, you know, it, it would be cool. You know, but are you gonna? what are you going to do with it? It's just going to take up more space. You already got a lot too much junk. So I stopped myself. You know, I talk myself down, but, but yeah, it's crazy. You can, you can end up spending a lot of money in that place really fast if you're not careful. Oh yeah. Yeah. A lot of fun though. Um, all right. Well, next on my list, I will go with a movie. Uh, and to me, when it comes to, uh, movies, uh, scary movies. I find if a movie is more realistic, I'm more scared. Uh, when I can, when I tell myself this could really happen or this could be happening as we speak, that freaks me out more than like, say a Jason movie or Freddy Krueger or even Michael Myers. Um, and that is, and when the movie I'm referring to is hostile. Um, really? Yeah. So it scared me, um, because I thought, you know, like that, like this is real, you know, to me, this is realistic. Um, you know, cause you know, people, you know, the backpack every day, you know, people are backpacking around the world. Um, you know, especially when you're in Europe or, or South America, places like that, you know, a lot of these, you know, especially if they're younger people, they tend to stay at these hostels, right? And, uh, you know, the premise of the movie is, you know, they, you know, these young guys stay at this hostel, um, you know, they end up, 
meeting these girls. You know, one thing leads to another. They end up getting drugged. They wake up, and they're in, um, you know, basically this hostel where uh, people can pay to torture people. Like, people come there, like, rich people come there on their vacations uh, to basically mutilate and kill people for for entertainment um and and that scares me because i think that could actually happen because i mean you hear all the time about people you know these backpackers and stuff disappearing um where did they go what happened to them you know like um to me that's that's more freakier than than you know a supernatural um movie so yeah, uh, when it comes to uh, you know stuff that scares me, uh, more realistic, it could you know it could happen. Approach works better for me in terms of of being scared. Um, so the hostel came out in two thousand five, and I was like, you know, this could be happening somewhere uh, for sure. So anyway, I recommend it if 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 you like a more realistic scare to to check out that that movie. Um, all right, Kevin, uh, number three on your list. All right, well, it's not realistic at all, but um, a couple of years ago, uh, I was doing a podcast with two of my friends, and we were going through um, old wrestling shows. Oh, okay, and we we would pick like one you know, one event and go through it and see how stuff changed in the year, you know, in between the previous event and all. The one of them that we did was WCW, the NWA and WCW's Halloween Havoc series. Okay. Yeah. And now I keep like, I, I won't necessarily watch a full three hour one, but I will go back to see, you know, this time of year to see some of the crazy stuff or, or even just good matches. And then WWE's developmental brand, NXT, has actually brought the idea back as well. Um, at the time of us recording this, they're going to do one on Saturday. So, you know, there's like going to be, uh, you know, weapons matches and, you know, s stuff like that. Like, you know, gimmicky matches. Um, but back in WCW one, they had like spin the wheel, make the deal, which was on all the commercials. There's a huge thing advertised all over the place for it. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, I feel like Sting and Sid Vicious were two of the people in the commercial. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, you, you spin the wheel and you don't know what match they're going to have until the wheel announces it. I mean, obviously the wheels, you know, weighted or something because they're not going to leave that up to chance. Yeah. But it, it added a big dramatic moment. Uh, you had the Chamber of Horrors one year, which was uh, this giant multi-person steel cage match where everything went wrong in it. <laughs> and they kept messing stuff up. Uh, one year was the debut of the Yeti, which was the seven-foot-tall wrestler that they wrapped up like a mummy and for some reason called, called him a Yeti. Huh. <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible WCW stuff. Yeah. But uh, one of the best things, it was, I want to say it was like 96 or 97, uh, is Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero, and they just go nuts for about 15, 20 minutes. Hmm. They're they're both young, they're both in their prime, and they just steal the entire show immediately. Yeah. It's like, alright, everyone else see if you can match that. Uh, the cool thing is Rey Mysterio went all in on the Halloween aspect, and he's dressed up like the Phantom from the comic strip. So he's got like this purple lucha outfit and it's oh. clearly phantom. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So it just looks so cool too. Awesome. But, but yeah, like I I enjoy all kinds of wrestling and wrestling can you know, it's a it's a wave tone story. It can be anything you want it to be. It can be silly, it can be serious, it can be hardcore, it can be athletic. Mm -hmm. And for these Halloween ones, when they really lean into it, it's just dumb fun. And and in the end, I think Halloween is supposed to be dumb fun. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Um, all right. So for my number three, I'm going to go with a comic book. Uh, this came, this came out a few years ago. 
Uh, and they never did finish it. Uh, so I'm hoping one day they will. Uh, and that is Afterlife with Archie. Oh, God, I love that. Yeah, so this was this was an Archie Comics horror story, which, you know, when you think of Archie, you know, like, when you think of, like, if they did a, a Halloween special, it'd be goofy and, you know, somehow, you know, Archie would have, you know... Does he date, you know, does he take Veronica to the dance? Does he take Betty to the dance? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, this is not like that. This <coughs> no, is, no, yeah, this is uh, Jughead uh, gets infected with a zombie virus. And then he, I don't know, how does that work again? It's um, a hot dog is killed by a hit and run driver. Right, right. And Jughead brings hot dog's body to, to Sabrina. Sabrina. Yep. To bring it back, and then that's when it starts. And it's brilliant, because you're like, I mean, yeah, you're making one thing very real in the Archie world of a hit and run for a dog. Yeah. And is, isn't it, doesn't it turn out to be Reggie that actually, actually ran over Hot yep. Dog? Yep. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then Jughead becomes infected, um, and then it turns into this whole thing. Um, but I think it only ran like eight or nine issues, and then... It just yeah, stopped. it's supposed to go at least twelve. Yeah, um, and they never went back to it, and I and I wish they did because you know, it, it at the time it was interesting. It was uh, you know I can't remember the name of the artist, but it's not your typical Archie artist. It's more of a horror vibe to it. Um, and and I think a year or two after they were re-releasing them in like a magazine size, like the old. Uh, Conan the Bar, you know Conan, um, yep. you know Savage or uh, Savage Sword of Conan or Conan Saga, those magazine styles, um, which I love. You know, I think that was fantastic that they did that. Uh, so yeah, if you can, you know, uh, go to Comicsology or, or or Kindle, uh, whatever, or if you can go to the comic book store. You might even, I'm sure they have it in trade on, on Amazon. It, it's its worth it. Even though it's not done, I and mean, I wish they would finish it, um, it, it was it was just uh, a nice change of pace. Um, and it, it was it was cool to see, you know, the, the Archie characters in this kind of scenario, you know, Walking Dead-ish scenario. Yeah, um, one through six is collected. And then I think seven and eight came out, and that was it. And I mean, now it's been so long; it's it's not happening. You know, I, yeah. can, I can't imagine they'll go back after this many years. So I read those other two on my own, and I mean, the story was going somewhere really cool. It just never finished. Yeah. Um, but they they also did some other like there's a lot of uh, a, you know, more mature Sabrina ones, yep. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina or something like that. But they also did Vampironica. Oh, yeah. Which was, yeah, Vampire Veronica one. That was good. And they did uh, Jughead the Hunger. That one I really liked. And it was right. uh, a werewolf story starring Jughead. Okay. Um, and I think I, I never read it, but they did um, Blossom 666, which was uh, Cheryl Blossom who was, I think she was introduced like early 2000s maybe into Archie as like a redheaded uh, uh, yeah. uh, foil for Betty and Veronica, but then it yep. turns out she has a twin brother. So yeah, they did some evil twin book thing with them, but I, I never ended up getting that one. Yeah, and I, and I want to say in Afterlife with Archie, it's kind of implied that they almost have like a Jamie Cersei type of thing going on. Yeah, yeah. But why does everyone got to do that with twins? Yeah, I don't know. Because um, Mar Marvel's Ultimates <clears throat> did it with uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, but uh, I, I guess for this story, it, it, it's okay because it's a horror story. But yeah. But yeah, so that that's I, 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 I think they're all a little too influenced by uh, Flowers in the Attic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember you know when that when I when I was a kid, you know, and the girls were reading that book, and you know, it was so controversial, and yeah. 
But anywho, um, that is uh, number three on my list. So, Kevin, number two on your list, sir. Okay, uh, I'm saving my my media for number one. Um, but I think one of the big things is you have to find like something. How do I word this? You have to find a place that has something creepy going on. And I mm-hmm. mean, like, they set up a haunted house. They set up a maze. They set up hay rides. You know, it's it's a pumpkin farm with, you know, creepy stuff to walk through. Like, you have to find one of those things to go to. And, like, I'm having trouble this year because there's plenty, but they're all, like, an hour away. <laughs> so I'm having trouble finding, like, nearby ones. But I remember when I was younger, every it seemed like every single farmer's market, you know, farm stand thing that you would drive by during other months would set up some sort of elaborate something for Halloween time. You know, a, a maze, a haunted hayride, a, you know, anything. There was one um, when I was a kid. It was just like a extra storage space, I think, for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. But then they would uh, convert it to look like a castle and you would wander through it and, you know, have your jump scares of people, you know, popping out at you and everything. Yeah. Um, there was uh, one of the main battlefields and areas for the War of 1812 uh, was a couple, a few miles away from my hometown. And the old military barracks were still there as, you know, historical preserved buildings. But there was one giant one that they would take and convert into a haunted house. So you're going through like this 115 or 200 year old stone building with all these twists and turns in it and all sorts of hiding places for people to jump out at you and everything. Oh, my God. I'd do that again in a second. It scared me so bad when I was a kid. It's frightened the hell out of me. But I would do it now and drag my kid through it. You know, so I got, and I'm trying to find stuff like that this year, but I, like, I miss just, you know, driving around, you find some pumpkin patch thing, there's a hundred people there, and you're all waiting to go on hay rides, and then, you know, you get some cider, you got the smell of the fresh donuts at places, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, just, it, it, there's just something pure and magical in, in there with it, and, like, fall, Fall has that certain smell in the mm-hmm. air that I can only describe as crisp. And something about being around, you know, your vegetables and your harvest and everything, you know, your corn, your pumpkins, your whatever, mm-hmm. makes it even more pronounced. So going to these places, it's like, yes, this is where I'm supposed to be to celebrate Halloween. Not like in a city, but I'm supposed to be a place like this. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Excellent. Um, yeah, it's been a while since I've been to like a haunted house or anything like that. I know they got a corn maze uh, just outside of Edmonton that's going on, and I know a lot of people who went to that, and it's been really good. And I and they have, um, I think it's a street in Edmonton that they call Halloween Alley, where uh, like all the homeowners and stuff really go all out um, with their decorations and stuff, and pe- you know people go there just to check that out. Um, but I remember in school, uh, you know, the seniors would make these haunted houses and, you know, us elementary kids would go and, and, you know, there'd people screaming and freaking out like little, you know, we were just little kids. Um, but you know, I remember it just, it, it invoked so much terror in some of my classmates that, you know, they kind of stopped doing that at school. Like, it, I, I don't really remember us having a haunted house after, I want to say, like, grade three. I think grade three was last year that they did that. Because, um, you know, it's, I guess, too traumatic for kids. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, but, you know, I had good memories of it, but I... I, I remember one of my one of my classmates she just freaked out like they you know and her mom was there and everything 
and she would not stop crying. Like it took forever to to calm her down. But you know, it's one of those things, I guess. Um, no, I I was I was a wuss for all that stuff as a kid. I refused to do it. I would you know run away and hide. All sorts of stuff. When I was a kid, I could not handle it. And now I would love to go back and do it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, anywho, uh, number two on my list, and this is just a generalization. Uh, I'm a Doctor Who fan. I love Doctor Who. Uh, but I really think Doctor Who has some of the creepiest aliens that you can see on television. Um, and two of them that come to mind, if, if, if you want to, you know, watch a, a, a creepy alien, um, in a science fiction show, I recommend you checking out Doctor Who and in your search type in the silence or oh. the weeping angels. Those, are, in my opinion, those are the two creepiest aliens uh, in the Doctor Who franchise. So uh, the Silence are these aliens. Um, they kind of look like, you know, like what you would think of the gray aliens, you know, that people talk about with, during abductions. Uh, only they wear suits, but they have like the, you know, the, the bulbous gray head and the, the big black eyes. And the thing is, as soon as you look away from them, you forget that you even saw them. Um, so that, that's what makes them freaky is as soon as you, as soon as you turn away or they make you turn away, you don't remember them even having seen them, of them having even been there. So that creeps me out because there's this, there was this one episode with uh, Karen Gillan, um, where she had a Sharpie and she was like marking her yes. herself you know, cause she knew what was happening. She knew that the silence was around and that she was forgetting like every time she would see them. So she started marking herself with the Sharpie. She remembered to do that as soon as she saw one. And then like, you know, you see a few flashes and next thing, you know, like her whole body's covered in these Sharpie marks. Um, cause she's literally seen the, the silence thousands of times. Then, you know, in the later episodes, they kind of neutered the silence. They weren't as interesting, but those earlier episodes were really creepy. Um, just like the weeping angels, like that first episode with, uh, David Tennant and, um, oh, I can't remember the guest actress's name. Um, she's really famous actress now. I can't remember who, what, what her name is. Um, British actress, but anyway, uh, the Weeping Angels are these um, aliens that look like those angel statues, but you know, as soon, again, kind of like the silence. As soon as you look away from them and, and look back at them, they move. Um, it, it, they move if you're not looking at them. So the problem is, you know, and these things will kill you, right? So you have to keep your eyes on them at all times because as soon as you look away you know, they could be on you, like, in an instant. So, you know, every time you blink, I think that was the episode. I think that I think it was called Blink. Um, I think it might be right, yeah. Yeah, and every time you blink, you know, they can move in that split second. Like, you know, so you don't actually see them move, um, but, I mean, you you know they've moved because they're either getting closer to you or their, their position has changed, you know, like... Um, you know, the way they're, they're posed and, you know, creepy as all heck. Um, so if you want, if you want some creepy aliens and you're interested in Dr. Who, uh, definitely, uh, do a search for the silence or the weeping angels, uh, the earlier episodes of, e of either one. Cause you know, it's one of those things, the more they use them, the less interesting they got, but those earlier episodes were really scary. So I highly recommend that. So, Kevin, we are now at number one. Uh, what's Ooh. number one on your list, sir? All right. Number one is my every year TV show watchings. And uh, 
Now, Doctor Who's not on there, but I'm just going to double back because I completely agree with you. And I'll also throw in for taking something simple and making it creepy as hell. Uh, Waters of Mars, mm. where they made they made water scary on mm-hmm. that one. <laughs> yep, like that's an accomplishment. <laughs> um, but for me, there's certain things I have to watch every Halloween season. And it's just not right if I don't. And I, I, and I try to find like other things and expand upon it each year, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't always work. And I try that for my Christmas, for my Christmas stuff too. But, uh, and some of it I'm, I'm hoping my kid will get into. And if he doesn't, he doesn't. But this year I've already done the Paul Lind holiday or Paul Lind Halloween special. I absolutely love that one. Have I told you about that one before? Uh, I d- refresh my memory. I'm not sure. Okay. No, sorry. So, uh, Paul Lind is best known. He was the center square in Hollywood squares for a long time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's the quote eccentric uncle on bewitched. And we know what eccentric meant at the time, mm-hmm. you know, which is very clear now looking back. Um, but he was contracted to do a TV show with, I think, ABC, but I'm not entirely sure. One of, one of the American networks. And they couldn't make anything work, but they had him locked under this contract. So they decided that instead of a TV show, like his own season of a show, they'd have him do these uh, holiday specials instead. And they're batshit insane. <laughs> they're just ridiculous. Um, so the Halloween one is... Uh, he, his, his housekeeper takes him out of the city so he doesn't have to deal with all the, all the kids Halloween night. Uh, they go to her sister's house, which is this giant gothic mansion. And then we get witches, we get Florence Henderson, we get Betty White, we get Tim Conway, we get Pinky Tuscadero from Happy Days. Hmm. And in their first network television appearance, kiss and yeah. it is fantastic it's so cheesy so ridiculous i absolutely love it so i'll, I'll find it on youtube every year it turns out it was on dvd like a, a brief release um but it was thought yeah. lost for years and it sounds like some obsessed kiss fans had it uh big shocker there mm-hmm. um i have to watch to go back to the gang show i have to watch charlie brown and garfield halloween every year um, I absolutely love both of those specials. And then I also, and this year will be a little different, um, one of my favorite movies ever, and it fits this time of year, is Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein. And I have to go through that every year. My kid can't stand it because it's in black and white, yeah. trying, trying to get him to get into it. But it turns out this year, one of the the independent theater in my town uh, is going to play it. They're going to play that, and I believe Castle Frankenstein. Okay. Um, well, wh- one of the other uh, Universal ones that has a bunch of the monsters in it. So they're playing both movies, and they got the old film reels for it too. Like they're not just you know taking the digital projection. They have the old you know sixteen millimeter, whatever hell it is. Yeah. For it. So they're going to play both of those uh, the Saturday before Halloween. And I'm like, oh, I'm totally going to watch this on a giant screen with a bunch of like-minded people for it. Yeah. And just, it, you know, it'll be beautiful to see it out there. It'll, it'll, it'll ruin it. It'll honestly ruin it for me to watch it on TV every year after this. That's cool they're doing that, though. But uh, That's awesome. Oh, I can't I can't wait for it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I try to find other things, like, you know, rediscover some cheesy 80s Halloween special or, you know, just just something like that. I try to add stuff to that every year. I am I should do a horror movie I haven't seen. my One of my best friends is trying to talk me into watching, like, some gross new horror movie that's out that, like, everyone's, like, people are thrown up or leaving the theater. Oh. It, it, it's something that's out right now. I, I forget the name, but I'm like, I'm not It's, it's not, I'm that's, not spending it, my money to be the disturbed. It's not Smile, is it? No, it's not Smile. He did okay. see that, so that was just really good. Yeah? Okay. No, it, oh, ter- ter- Terrifier. Oh, okay. Uh, it's some, like, 
gross clown serial killer slasher killer thing. Okay. But uh, I'm like, I'm not spending my money to be disgusted and want to leave. <laughs> yeah. So well, it, it's just the fact that, you know, it's disgusting on on, on the, the screen that's making people get sick? Or is it like the camera and stuff, like the way they're, they shot it? Oh, no. No, it's the, you know, the, the kills are disgusting, I guess, or, or what's done with bodies or, you know, something like that. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, no, not, not a quick camera cut thing, but just, uh, you know, what, whatever this creepy clown is doing to kill people or whatever, apparently people are totally grossed out by it. Some people left and apparently some theaters people threw up, which I mean, a lot of times that said is hype. You know, a lot of times movies will hype that up like that to say it, but I don't know. It's, it's, I believe in the people are walking out on it. Huh. Yeah, that smile movie. Um, my wife's gonna go see that when it comes to our local. That honestly, like the promotion and that's kind of freaky. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, uh, oh, oh, the the people sitting in like the front row at like baseball games yes, and stuff with the yes. front. It's brilliant. Yeah, that is one of the most brilliant marketing things because. All right, it, it costs Peter what? Like, let's say a couple hundred dollars to hire some actor to stand there, yeah. or or you know the ticket for the game or whatever. A few hundred tops. Yep. But in the meantime, you got everyone watching this game where they did it for like the Today Show or Good mm-hmm. Morning America, one of those ones. That, yep. All right, so in the meantime, you got thousands, if not millions, of people that are watching this thing on TV going. What the hell is up with that person looking all crazy? Yep. And now they're looking up the movie. Now they're watching the trailer and everything. They are getting millions and millions of dollars worth of advertising for a couple hundred bucks to put that person there. Mm-hmm. Like, that's brilliant. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Um, all right. So for my number one... I'm just going with uh, EC Comics. Uh, for pe- Ooh, for people like. who don't know, EC stands for Entertaining Comics, commonly known as EC Comics, was a major publisher of comics in the 1940s and 50s. The letters EC originally stood for Educational Comics. EC's pre-trend titles are those published by Max Gaines and his son William M. Gaines, who took over the family business after his father's death in 1947. In 1950, with the addition of, I'm reading from Wikipedia, uh, with writer and artist <laughs> Al Feldstein, EC found success with their new trend line, including their horror titles, uh, which include Tales from the Crypt, The Haunt of Fear, and The Vault of Horror. And also, uh, their, their science fiction titles, uh, Weird Science and Weird Fantasy, Uh you know, illustrated by some of the best artists in the business, such as uh, Wally Wood, uh, Reed Crandall, Johnny Craig, George Evans, Graham Ingalls, Jack Davis, Bill Elder, Joe Orlando, Al Williamson, and Frank Frazetta. In addition to the original stories, the books also featured adaptions of Ray Bradbury's short stories. Um, so for those who don't know, yeah, these, yeah, like Tales from the Crypt, uh, uh, Vault of Horror, that... You know the you know they you know these are horror stories that that were made into comic books and science fiction stories and a lot of those like weird science weird fantasy even though they were you know, using air quote science fiction a lot of them were really creepy too, um, especially some of the alien designs like I know there's this one issue where like Martian you know they had Martians and basically they're just like brains with legs walking around. Um, it was, it was a really creepy visual. Um, so, you know, over the years, they've re-released these. Um, like, I remember in the early 90s, like, you know, like you would see these on the comic book shelves. I used to buy them. Um, you know, along with reprints of Dick Tracy and stuff. Because, you know, like there's this, I, like, I, I guess in the in the early 90s, late 80s, um, you know, whoever acquired the rights to these, you know, it, you know, it was free you know, stories for them to publish. Um, but EC Comics got into a lot of trouble in the 1950s with, um, you know, uh, the, um, 
oh, uh, what's that guy's name? Um, basically, they were attacking the comic industry, saying, you know, like it was, um, uh, you know, perverting kids, you know, making them commit crimes and, and be, you know, be bad kids all around. Um, and EC Comics was seen as one of the biggest offenders because they, you know, like they did do a lot of really controversial stories. Um, you know, like I, I know the one that was featured prominently because they actually had Senate trials, um, with this and the comic book that got a lot of publicity at the time. I can't remember which one it was, which comic book it came from, but basically it was like depicting this woman that got murdered and like her killers, which were, were men were playing baseball with her, with her body parts. Um, yeah, so it, it, it definitely did not look good for comic books that these were being sold to children. And, uh, as a result, uh, there's the comic code authority that was brought into, into play. Um, like other publishers like Marvel and DC really, um, you know, pulled back, uh, from there. Um, but they were publishing at the time, you know, and they started doing, you know, like Westerns and, you know, going back to Westerns and, and, you know, they created the romance comic genre and all that kind of stuff during that time. And, you know, for years you couldn't use words like zombie or, um, Satan or horror or, uh, you know, death. You couldn't use words like that in comic books, um, for a long time. Uh, I want to say it was the seventies when, when, you know, they kind of came around. So anyway, as I said, EC comics, uh, you know, uh, were republished in the nineties. And I know they have since been collected by dark horse. Uh, dark horse has re-released them in collections. Um, so yeah, I, I, I recommend checking out these, these old comics. Um, I think the more graphic, uh, stories were not republished. Uh, so I, so I wouldn't worry about seeing any like really gruesome stuff, but there, there are some good stories there. Uh, some good horror stories and, and like I said, creepy science fiction stories, uh, to, to, to be seen. So yeah, Comixology would have them. Um, Amazon might, might have them. Uh, but I, I, I highly recommend checking them out. Um, you know, for some good old fashioned horror. So anywho, I think we can call this an episode. Um, but before we go... Let's play that little game of where we can find you on the internet. So, Kevin, where can we find you, sir? You can find me across most social medias at Masked Library. MaskedLibrary.com is my home blog. And I also do various stuff over at the Retro Network. Excellent. Uh, you can find me here at uh, the Pop Culture Pub Podcast Network. Um, I also have a blog, which occasionally I update and that's randomnerdness.blogspot.com. And I, I am the admin of several groups on Facebook. Um, so I highly recommend checking them out. Uh, we have a Facebook group for the pop culture pub podcast network. I also have, uh, a group called Lockhart's favorite animation and toy franchises and comic books. If you want to check that out, uh, I'm also the admin of Outer Spaces, which is a Facebook group about outer space and, and uh, space entertainment. Uh, I am the admin of the incredible fans of the Incredible Hulk and She-Hulk. So if you're a fan of, of those characters, be sure to check that out. And last but not least, we have a Facebook group called Trek 1701, which is based on our Star Trek podcast, which is part of this network and which will be returning in November um, barring anything unforeseen once again. And we're, and when we do come back, we're going to be talking about Star Trek Voyager. Uh, so it looks like next year we'll be doing a, a season by season breakdown of Star Trek Voyager on Trek 1701. That's, that's the plan so far, you know, uh, but that'll be in 2023, but we should be back with a new episode, uh, by the end of November. All right. Well, uh, 
on behalf of myself, Chris Lockhart, and my co-host, Kevin Decent, I want to thank you, dear listener, for taking the time to listen to the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. This was our top five scary recommendations, and we will see you again. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight for my monster from his slab began to rise and suddenly to my surprise he did the match he did the monster match the monster match it was a graveyard smash he did the match it caught on in a flash he did the match he did the monster match from my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast the ghouls all came from their humble abode to get a jolt from my electrode. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They did the mash. It caught on in a flash. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolf. Dracula and his son. The scene was rocking, all were digging the sounds. Igor on chains, backed by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the match. They played the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. They played the match. It got on in a flash. They played the match. They played the monster mash. Out from his coffin, Rack's voice did ring. Seemed he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. The monster mash. And it's a graveyard smash. It's now the mash. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. Now everything's cool, Drax a part of the band And my Monster Mash is the hit of the land For you, the living, this mash was meant to When you get to my door, tell them Boris said Then you can mash Then you can Monster Mash The Monster Mash And do my graveyard smash Then you can mash You'll catch on in a flash Then you can mash Then you can Monster Mash Master. 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 Master.